The scripture reading for tonight is Luke 17, verses 11 through 19. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten lepers approached him. Keeping their distance, they called out, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and, sh- go and show yourself to the priests. And they went, and as they went, they were cl- made clean. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samar- Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, Were not ten made clean? But the other nine, where are they? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. The word of the Lord. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. This is all about the in-between. This is where the miracle in this story happens. It doesn't happen all the way at one place or all the way at another place. It happens in the in-between. Jerusalem is roughly 65 miles from Nazareth, which is a city in Galilee, which is a region. Nazareth is often attributed as Jesus' hometown, so I'll do the math from there. 65 miles, Jesus is traveling, probably from with his followers. 65 miles, now that is an ancient 65 miles, so I don't know how the conversion rate is to our time or anything like that, but I think it's roughly the same. Samaria, which is a city and a region, so the city of Samaria is about 20 a.m., it's ancient miles, from Nazareth, and so 45 a.m. from Jerusalem, which, as I said, is roughly equivalent to our present-day miles. So Nazareth is here, Jerusalem is here, and then Samaria is here. Jerusalem is the capital of Judea, the holy city of the Hebrew people. So Jesus is on his way with his followers from Nazareth and Galilee, which is primarily Jewish region, at least on the west side. The east side gets a little more dicey, Romans, Greeks, what have you. So Jesus, this is where Jesus is from, Galilee. This is where he calls his disciples in Galilee and where he starts his teaching. And he is with them, taking them to Jerusalem, where the temple is, where they're all traveling for Passover, along with thousands of other Jews from all over the world. Jesus is heading from Galilee to Jerusalem for actually the entire gospel of Luke. Most of Jesus' teachings and his miracles, everything takes place on the way from Galilee to Jerusalem. The term on the way is repeated in Luke's gospel a lot of times. Now, a lot of you know this from your, this Bible study geography between largely this largely Hebrew Galilee and this largely Jewish Judea is Samaria, which is largely Sumerian. 
Sumerian, who the Jewish people consider to be foreigners and apostates. Because you see, when Solomon's kingdom was divided into the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom, Samaria was in the north and Judea was in the south. And Samaria established a different holy place for their worship and considered Jerusalem to be a false holy city and that the region, the religion of the southern kingdom to be a false religion. Likewise, the, uh, those in Judea whose holy place was Jerusalem considered those the religion of the northern kingdom of Samaria to be a false religion. It was an ancient prejudice, which I think is roughly equivalent to today's prejudice. So between us and us is them. But this story takes place not in the in-between us and them, but in the in-between, that in-between. It's a highly kind of liminal space, a liminality on top of... Anyway, on the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. And as he approached a village, 10 lepers approached him. As he approached the village, the 10 lepers approached him. And as a lot of you know from your Bible study epidemiology, Lepers were considered unclean and were not allowed inside of a village or a town, but they had to stay just outside the village on the margins. So they would often hang out around the village entrance to beg. And furthermore, when they approached someone or someone approached, they had to call out to let folks know that they were unclean as a warning so they wouldn't accidentally make some other person unclean. So 10 lepers approach Jesus on the margins of a village in the in-between of the in-between. And 10 lepers call out, Jesus, have mercy on us, which is a fine thing to call out. As a matter of fact, Jesus, have mercy on us. This text here, many believe to be the origin of the Jesus prayer which is so essential to the Orthodox faith. They pray many, many, many times a day, Lord Jesus, have mercy on me, sinner. So Jesus hears the 10 lepers. Jesus sees the 10 lepers and says to them, go show yourselves to the priests. The 10 lepers go without question, which will require them to enter the village. He hasn't healed them yet. He just says, when they say, have mercy on me, he says, go show yourself to the priests. So they go right away, and they will have to enter the village unclean, even though they're unclean. But as they're on their way, this miracle happens. Before they get there, they're healed. So by the time they enter the village and show themselves to the priests, they are clean. They are healed. They are welcomed back into the village, into the village life. They are restored to the village community from which they were banned. They were free to return to their families who lived in the village. This great miracle is like all the miracles in Luke's gospel, not only restores the pers- those who are healed physically, but restores them socially, restores them to their community. 
Well, nine out of ten times, it turns out, in this story. Nine out of ten times they're restored to their community. Because here, Luke, our gospel writer, at this point in the story, gives us some information that we did not have before. The text reads, Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praised God with a loud voice, and prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. Here's the zinger. And he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, Were there not ten made clean? But the other nine, where are they? Where are they? Well, they, being Jews, went and showed themselves to the Jewish priest and then began to reintegrate themselves into their Jewish village, I would think. So when Jesus told the ten lepers to go and show themselves to the priest, nine of those lepers were probably thinking, okay, but we're really not supposed to enter the village. And what will the priests say when they see us in the village? They were nervous. But one of those lepers was probably thinking, I'm not supposed to enter this village even if I wasn't unclean. And what is a Jewish priest going to say to me when I show up? Will they stone me? They'll certainly run me out of town. He was a Samaritan, a foreigner, an apostate. Then as we read, on the way to the village, they're all healed. They're all nervous going in there, but before they even get there, they're all healed. The nine are relieved. They're no longer unclean and can enter the village freely. They pick up their place, their, their pace, they skip, they run to present themselves to the priests. The one, seeing that he had been healed, made clean, stops just in time. He doesn't have to risk entering the village and approaching the Jewish priests. Jesus continues saying to the Samaritan, was none of them found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? What does privilege look like? I know privilege should not be the opposite of foreigner, but why does it seem like it is? What does privilege look like? Is there a hierarchy even among lepers, the marginalized? Why don't the nine other lepers go back to express their gratitude? Privilege, by definition, is an advantage granted by right. Perhaps they feel like they deserve their healing. They have a right to be healed, restored to the community. But not every privilege needs to be taken up. One can take it off, put it down, put it aside. But maybe it never even occurred to the other nine that they were privileged. They were just so overwhelmed at their healing, about being restored to their families, they got so caught up that not only did they not think about the one that healed them, but they didn't even notice that one of them was missing. That the one who had been with them out on the margins on the outside, begging with them, never entered the village, wasn't there when they presented themselves to the priest. 
After the Samaritan shows his gratitude, Jesus concludes by saying, get up, your faith has made you well. It's easy to see privilege in others. I mean, the bad kind of privilege always seems to reside with others. The conclusion of this is kind of a little bit puzzling. Jesus says, concluding, your faith has made you well. But the others were healed as well. But there seems to be something about gratitude here and faith that leads to a kind of being made well that goes beyond just that healing. Something about recognizing your privilege. I can easily think my way to a standstill. I can easily contemplate myself into paralysis. Questions of privilege are always relative. And I know that I have great privilege. And sometimes I don't know how to wear it or even how to put it down. Or can I share it? Or is it better to deny it? When I think my way to a standstill, I often find that I can take another step with gratitude. Thank you.